0: Hey, man, can you hear me all right? Can now, yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Not too bad at all. Chilling. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. What's happening? Just <laughs>
1: dad uh, life.
0: Where, uh, where are you at? In New Zealand or Australia?
1: Yeah, I'm in Sydney, right outside of Sydney in Australia.
0: Yeah. Oh, how is it? Is it you guys' the summer right now? Or, uh...
1: Yeah, it's just warming uh, up to be just warming up to be summer.
0: Dead middle of here. summer. I'm
2: in, I'm in the middle
0: Sorry, of the United ahead.
2: States. You know, sort of by Chicago and Iowa. So we just we're starting our winter early. It's doom and gloom here.
1: Oh man. I feel that. We just we just had that while well, you guys are having summer, we're all gloom and doom down here. Actually, Australia's, yeah, uh, Australia's winters aren't that bad, but
0: you know what I where mean. Where are you originally from? Originally from Utah. That's what I thought.
2: I mean, that's what I that's what I seem to remember from my past of just what knowledge I have. So when did you, uh, you live there now? Are you a citizen or you just love it down there or what is it?
1: I met a girl down here in... 2004 we've been married for 12 years now um i'm a permanent resident i'm working on getting my citizenship but for someone who travels a lot it's kind of tough they have certain rules that you have to stay in the country for a certain amount of time and all sorts of other stuff but we're we're like halfway through the application process for my citizenship now so yeah that's help cool. It's a lovely place. Gets... Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful place to raise kids.
0: Do you have do you have children?
1: Yeah, I have two two daughters, six and two.
0: Wow. Good ages. Good ages.
1: Amazing ages. Yeah, it's it's been it's been pretty crazy. Rarely do have, musicians get this much time at home. So dad life has been full blown, full on. It's Pretty cool though,
0: yeah. I had uh, I had three kids
2: before we were signed, and then you know, I spent most of my time on the road while my kids grew up, and they're all older now. And um, you know, one sits back and ponders life and the, the sacrifices, so I'm right with you. I mean, our lifestyles, you know seems in our hearts we want nothing but to be with the one we love and have a family our careers are very hard on that
1: definitely man yeah it's like uh really really torn once you cuz you, you don't really think about it in that way when when you're when you're thinking about having kids i guess for you maybe weren't even in line for that career but going away seems pretty easy in, until you're looking at your Two or six-year-old in the face, and and it's like, wow, I chose something that's pretty difficult to do. But yeah, luckily we've had a worldwide pandemic and had a almost a full (laughs) year now of uh, being able to stay home and get some real dad time in. So I'm sure none of us will ever forget this.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty, pretty out there. I'm 51 and I explained to my kids, my youngest is 16. And, you know, I try to explain to him what I can, what I can make sense of what's actually happening. And, um, you know, like I explained to him, like I'm 51 years old. I've never been told to stay where I'm at. You know what I mean? I've never, I've never had to alter my work, uh, because of health and then it ha- have it be so obscure, you know, and just, um, no answers, really, you know, so it is a wonderful time to be alive. But, you know, to say the <laughs> least, um,
1: yeah, it's crazy, crazy I wanted, times. I wanted
2: I want to jump into some of you because it means a lot to me. And on my show, if it is even considered a show. Uh, you know, I try to basically have these phone calls because I try to arrange a couple of people just to get together and talk, what have you. And I let what finds me, find me, and what found me was your your will and desire to put out medication to help uh with certain ailments and other things. So I'm really interested in that and I'm a huge advocate um and very interested in in I guess chemicals, if you will, that are more natural, seem more earth oriented and can help so much um and and all the gray lines and the 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 red tape and all the bullshit that goes with trying to to make something but can you can you explain a little bit about what you're doing and why you're interested in these things i mean it has me highly interested because i'm i'm a huge advocate
1: yeah um i have been for quite some time i think that uh the 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 as the world slowly becomes educated to the benefits of cannabis and um some of the stigmatization slowly getting broken down by parts of the world accepting it a little more and you know for for us growing up it was just Amsterdam that was the only that was the only place in the world where it was acceptable to you know be smoking a joint on the street or something like that but I think the more we find out about how it helps to treat serious problems in life like post traumatic stress and anxieties depression insomnia um really just um had had me at uh, at hello it's been a benefit for me in my life it's definitely made me a, a better dad more patient and uh more introspective i tend to Get lost in whatever kind of research I'm doing on whatever it is, whether it's for lyrics, poetry, or just basic dad life. So yeah, I, I think that um, that it's it's a really cool opportunity for cannabis. This company that I'm working with, they're called Five Star Extracts, and they are coming from a place similar to your and I, um, interest in, 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 in the involvement of cannabis and there's a a compassionate place. Their grandfather was, um, on, on a daily regimen of morphine for his pain and he couldn't even really get up off the couch and live his life. And they managed to switch him over to, uh, to cannabis and get him off the, the opioids and, it just um it had everything positive to give for him in in his life and in uh in every way he was able to eat and get good sleep and walk around again and yeah, so that's the basic introduction I had to this company. These are guys I've known for a long time, but their their passion is with the compassionate side of the helps and benefits of medicinal cannabis and um you know, for a lot of people who have struggled with depression like I have, which is not a serious, serious depression, but just a kind of keep you down if you let it, depression has a lot of benefits for people like me and even beyond people with with serious forms of traumatic, uh, ser- serious traumatic incidences in their life. It's helped them overcome. So, yeah, these guys are really, really cool and passionate about the... The right direction for cannabis in every way, so it was all about jumping on board. We have a little bit of involvement so far. We've done, we've put out a tincture. We're kind of using some of the some some puns from the use to kind of get the products out. I think the tincture is called the Taste of Peach, kind of based on the the our song, the Taste of Ink. It's a very um, powerful, high dosage tincture that comes with a little syringe. I think the whole bottle is eight hundred milligrams, so if you drank the whole bottle, you might be asleep for a couple of days or be back in high school with one of the most serious bad uh-huh. trips you've ever had but <laughs> yeah um that's our that's our starting place. We're we'll talked in the future about doing some shatters and some other stuff, but um yeah, it's pretty incredible it's pretty it's a it's a new world to experience this kind of open open-mindedness about cannabis, especially the contrast being here in Australia, it's still considered pretty much heroin. You know what I mean? Like it's still so very illegal down here and far, far from becoming accepted. So the push and the fight continues on, but at least in the U S they're making grounds. And uh, there's talk about New Zealand becoming the first Country to fully federally legalize it here in the next little bit, so I think a lot more places will start to open up their minds about the benefits, especially I think that when the you know when the corporateers and the pirates see all the money they can make, it will be inevitable for them to just jump down the gun barrel um, but yeah, pretty exciting stuff in the future
2: i think it's interesting how the human mind you know someone gets sick they go to the doctor they get prescribed pills they take it they don't know anything about it they haven't researched it they just they just have convinced themselves whatever they have is going to go away or to begin to get better with no research with nothing you know and then what i find interesting is just how hard it is to educate the human mind on something as harmless as cannabis and just how difficult it is to even educate and get it into a world of uh communication opposed to getting a a, a red you know or an orange pill box with barcode and a bunch of numbers and all this stuff and uh, it's it's serious you know it's 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 it makes you wonder um how we could have avoided it to begin with, why it was avoided, uh, when we know just the amounts of benefits. So, you know, there's a lot of red flags and a lot of people have to shift gears to go from one world that they were in to the new world that it is in. So but it's an interesting time I think, right? You know, I mean
1: from
0: zero Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, there's 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 so many horrible reasons why it has this kind of damned stigma about it, and I think a lot of the reason is um, control. You know, whether it be religious control or government control, I think that um, we all know. And if you if you check out our record, Imaginary Enemy, there's an essay in there on the war on drugs, and I kind of carefully point out that all of these policies were brought to brought to the united states just to control ethnic minorities and so um if you look back in the past it's easy to understand why they wanted to control the use of certain substances and why they've made certain things um so easily prisonable just put you behind bars because of either the color of your skin or the type of life you have and the type of money you make um but yeah you're right it's uh People, for people to change their mind about something so ingrained when, when yet, yeah, if you look at the other side of the coin with alcohol, it's, you know, nobody thinks twice about it, although it kills, you know, massive amounts of people.
0: Well, that, that, that is always dumbfounded me
2: where, <clears throat> you know, booze juice, if you will, which is something I do. I, I make alcohol. And I had to think about it for a very, very, very long time because I wasn't going to get into it unless I could be 100% responsible. And not only, I I ended up honestly really wanting to do it because I'm so fascinated with pressure, time, recipe, and, and these sorts of science things, basically. That has my interest. But I have more of an interest almost of making sure that I tell people the responsibility behind drinking responsible. So, but it's always dumbfounding me that we can have booze on the planet that is over a hundred proof and just, you know, really strong stuff. And it just sits corporately on a shelf right next to, you know, other products
0: that, you know, are groceries, you know, and they're all in the
2: same store. And we just blindly, again, accept that without hardly, you know, not, I challenge people, the the average person, I I challenge the average person to see how much they actually know about almost anything they're eating, drinking, or consuming. You know, I mean, we're just creatures of comfort and efficiency and we want to believe so badly everything's okay and everything's going to be okay. And everything we're going to put in us is okay. And when in fact, almost everything is not okay. And most everything that is okay for us is hard to understand, makes it really difficult to navigate through life, wondering why the better things are harder to understand. It's interesting, right? I mean, it's just what we've done to ourselves. You know, it's, bizarre for sure
1: yeah some some controlled substances are are literally impossible to control um given the right amount of alcohol anyone is capable of anything given the right amount of opiate you'll just you'll die given excess exaggerated amounts of cannabis nobody would ever die or beat their wife or drunk drive into a family um and for me, part of the part of my passion surrounding cannabis to begin with is it, it helped me stay off booze. I'm a death drinker. So if there's booze around, I would drink it till it was gone, no matter what, and then go searching for more. And a big part of my kind of ascetic living, rigid, rigid kind of attitude towards marijuana that's kept me alive and made me a better dad has been the fact that I've been able to kind of lean on cannabis for my quote unquote sobriety. So yeah, that's a huge part of it for me.
2: Well, and that, that brings up the real factual stuff. You know, I'll share something with you. I don't, I haven't shared this with too many people in my life, but it's relevant and I wait. My, my father battled with uh, alcoholism and towards the end of his life, we had a really interesting conversation. Um, I had probably exited somewhere where humans were partaking, and my dad had smelt it, and we had a personal conversation. He, he He basically said out loud, he wondered what his life would have been like if he would have chosen marijuana instead of alcohol. And unfortunately, some things had happened in my dad's life. And, you know, he just, you know, he went there, you know, he needed to have some numbness, I guess. So I, I've never forgotten that because he had hard times, real hard times with it, real pain. And, you know, it could bring pain to the family. It could just bring, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And, 100%. and I, I thought... I thought it was so beautiful that it, he's old school too. He's past my, my dad. And, you know, he, um, um, I just thought it was beautiful that someone of his generation and
0: work ethic morals, um, could
2: even translate that out in the air wondering. And, and that's what got me really interested. Cause I thought, damn, My dad went through a lot of pain in his life, and if something could have been available, it could have been taken off. It. I can't even wonder what my life would be like uh, having to live with, you know, alcoholism in our family. You know, so more and more, that's the biggest reason. um, You know, I've we've unfortunately, my family has uh, had a loss. We've uh, lost a daughter. To uh, you know, chemicals. I don't really talk about it much because uh, it can get misconstrued, and people are can be evil, and that's okay. Everybody can have their opinion, but I just don't have time for it. But we were in the process of um, not entertaining, but absolutely using cannabis in a different state to help with therapy, and it it um, it works. It absolutely works with opiates, alcoholism, and all kinds of other stuff. Even like you were saying, stress, post-traumatic stress, things. You know. So, anyway, it's interesting times in this world with all that's available, all that's happening, all that we're going through, all that could be become new realities. Um, just such a crazy, crazy reality. Life, right? It's indifferent.
1: Yeah, it's wild. A lot of new information coming out that's really helpful. A lot of... uh, And then you have the other side of the coin, too, which is fairly dangerous. This is like a lot of people who have been um, passionate weed smokers for a long time will jump on this bandwagon and have this idea that weed is the end-all, cure-all for for every single thing. It will cure your cancer. It will cure your AIDS. You know, like... We need to, like you were saying, we need to be properly educated on the benefits before we can kind of start throwing throwing information out there and understand that for some people it's not the it's not the way to go. If you have any proclivities towards psychosis or any other type of serious mental health issues, weed is not for you. Um, so yeah, there's it's a de- definitely a double-edged sword, two-sided coin, but um, I think that. The more, we, the more opportunities there are to have peer-reviewed studies and have clinical trials and a whole bunch of other types of research being done, the, the more we'll understand and the better we will be at using cannabis to its, to its fullest to really, really help people.
2: Well, I think too, I think too, uh, there's no avoiding the man's iron hand, you know it's everywhere, and we made it ourselves. you know we gave ourselves power to make power, and the people in my life that I trust, mainly a therapist and like a psychiatrist, people that really help my behavioral health, uh, you know, they break it down in the best ways. They They make the education about it so simple. They're like, you need to be aware. You need to be aware of the health aspects of it. And I mean, how many of these crazy weed people that you're talking about, how many of them will honestly look at you and give you advice and education on the health aspects? (laughs) Now where you and I can say, hey, look, if you have a serious psychosis, you don't want to be spun out on some good marijuana because you might just spin yourself (laughs) out. But I believe in order to be a complete advocate and truly know it, you have to be able to also tell the human of the health aspects, the tar um, <clears throat> things that could lead to health things, why not? We do that with calories, we do that with saturated fat, cholesterol we do we do all these things on food anyway, so, like my psychiatrist will tell me, and therapists know the health aspects because then you're aware you have that knowledge, knowledge is power, Know the law because. It may be illegal, it may not. You're not trying to make yourself paranoid. Just know it. Just be educated, know it.
0: and then also just know what you know the
2: the cost, the monetary aspect. these are like the three things that the man would make you know. It would make you know the health, it would make you know the law, and it would make you know the monetary aspect because the monetary aspect could hurt a lot of people. Here where right. I live in Des Moines. In Des Moines, Iowa, it's zero tolerance, um, but they do have it legal for extreme cases of like, you know, bone cancer, bone marrow cancer, transplant, you know, the serious stuff. But I know quite a few people. I know a lady who has had a hip, to, you know, a hip replacement, and she's in bad need of like topical, and she can't afford it uh, right. because it's it's so rare here and only in like one allowed place or two allowed places, and they have to make it real expensive to go with the legal aspects. So what I'm saying is everyone in the world, not only what does it do, how can it help you, what's sativa, what's indica, what's a hybrid, what do they do, when should you take it, what's CBD for, how can you get relief from insomnia. I've I've, uh, been stricken with chronic insomnia since I was old enough to speak. I've never slept hardly ever in my life, and it gets to the point where I wonder if I'm just going to stay awake one day, and it's painful, and um, when when I can, and it's, and it's okay that, you know, the options that I have for sleep are wonderful, I mean, just absolutely wonderful, edibles, things that can just absolutely slow down my brain, you know, uh, exactly.
1: Where... Yeah, I'm in that same boat. I've been a lifetime insomniac as well, and although it does help for a, a creative mind, there's there's some there's some nights you feel like you might just absolutely go insane. So many days of just uh watching the sun come up and being like, "Well, maybe I'll have a a midday nap instead of a, a sleep at night." So yeah, it's a huge, well... huge part of part of it for me.
2: Insomnia, a whole nother thing, right? I, I, here's the thing. I don't feel like I have something. I feel like the rest of the world does because if I stay up for three days and I'm catching those morning dews and birds speaking and shit that's going on that no one knows, if I'm doing that and I want to take a midday nap, I should be allowed to. But the world doesn't allow me. The phone calls, the bills, you know, the regular processes of families and you know, all the tangible outlets of reality that we've created for ourselves. I, I totally do not live in this reality's clock. And I know you don't, if you actually haven't saw me, which I, I'm, i I know you do. Cause you said, you know, that it's like, I just don't like, I, I don't live in this fairy tale of life. I live in some other imagination. We were making our 0.5, the grade chapter. And I had discovered computer work standing up. I was like, "Oh my God! I can work on my art standing up. I don't have to, you know, sit down and slouch in my neck and my back and my butt bone." And but what would happen is I'd get so involved in my art I'd fall asleep standing up, just completely passed out onto the computer, almost like I was hugging it. And my <laughs> wife would come in. My wife would come in at about, you know, seven thirty, eight thirty in the morning, wondering why I didn't come into bed, and I just passed out on this computer. And she would cry because she's like, you're going to stay awake. You're going to stay awake and never sleep again. <laughs> like it's painful, right, man. The, the, but it is, I, I'm only, I'm only talking about this because you said it, it really defines who we are as people. I think are, I, I don't know how artistic I really am. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say that, you know, I know that I love art and I know that my whole life I've told people I have artistic schizophrenia And that I'm the best when we're just dealing with temperature, contrast, color, taste, smell, fuck, you know, like that's the best of me. And I feel like I live in a whole other life. I feel like because I don't sleep, I feel like my conscious and subconscious makes up who the clown is and makes up my reality. And you seem to feel a little bit that way too.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a strange world we you know living on a bus you get a real sense of who you are and everybody else on the bus is asleep at 12:30 or 1 as adults I just I've just learned to to rearrange my schedule to make it as positive as possible if there's if there's no chance for me to sleep at night then I go to the gym and work out and sleep when I can and yeah but the the cannabis issue has definitely been a plus because when you have young kids and my wife, she's, she's a midwife, so she works full-time as well. It's like, if I'm not up to get the kids up, get them ready and lunches and get them off to school, then I'm a failure dad, you know what I mean? So although I live in this kind of skewed reality of where everybody else sits comparative to where I'm, awake and standing i think that uh this the small things that i can do to kind of help the adjustments are are really nice yeah there's only been one or two things that have ever helped with my insomnia and cannabis is definitely one of them
2: i i'm hearing you loud and clear and i'm going to give your i'm going to give your wife props because i already know how strong she is just by the way you're talking because our good better halves hold us to the highest highest expectation when it comes to children and i i'm not sure men fully are aware of the ability or even have it intact now don't get me wrong i've seen super dads that i'm jealous of and i and i you know i'm like jesus you know what how how did you get that ability but i love i love women in the sense of understanding the importance necessity and awareness of just how important it is to be aware up and available for children and how full on they are and and creative people like us i'm telling you man i'm 51 years old how old are you
1: i'm 38 okay
2: so you're you're relatively young but my wife and i were talking about today We were driving around and we were talking about how impossible it would be to be pregnant or dealing with young children in today's temperature because mom and dad life is very, very surreal. And, you know, if you don't have kids and chosen not to have kids, you know, you don't understand and will never understand. But props to all the women and the mothers of the world because. Of them holding us to the awareness of how important it is to be available. And with me, it was very difficult because I don't sleep and I would have to sleep and a young mind is relying on me. And then for a long time, I felt like I had bipolar, probably do, but I have such a handle on it because of mood swings and the mood swings would come from totally no sleep and just irritability and I'm starting to relax and five people show up and they're too joyous and I just want to destroy a tree. And raising children with no sleep and, and, and living in another imagination can be so difficult. So the medication, again, I don't know if people would really understand in life that something like marijuana prescribed as a medication, how wonderful it could help just the mind relax and become more yourself to be the thing that not that you're being asked to be but the thing that you are naturally we're humans we get together we have children we help you know nurture them and we give them reward but very difficult roads ahead to get anybody to understand anything about anything including covid or or what i mean we haven't even really felt the the downfall of the economy yet which is going to come in the next six to nine months and let alone just everything we're educating. But, uh, I, I trail a little bit. Hopefully you ho- got everything. I'm just very inspired by all the little things that you're pop that you're popping. Cause well, I guess what you said was being up and I, I got chills down my back remembering how painful it could be to have my brain 100% on for that child whose whole life is in front of it and relying on me to being 190% positive and full of reward for them. So it's important for these things, you know?
1: Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Props to the moms out there. That motherly instinct is, although it's something that maybe we don't possess, we can, we can put forth the effort effort and, and kind of like I was saying the the, the best thing that, that that cannabis has has given me in my life is that little bit of uh open-minded compassion towards everything else in my life I think that every other every other chemical and every other substance I've ever um, partaken in every you know from alcohol to coke to meth is a, they're all really selfish drugs and I think that the kind of one of the main gifts from cannabis from marijuana use is that it allows you to think outside of your own head and it allows you to kind of think things through differently and understanding what it's like to be a kid as an adult man as a 30 38 year old or or 50 year old can be tricky you know we forget how how tough life was when you're a kid and your whole life is kind of based around your parents and this idea that they're immortal gods and they have everything figured out and they can protect you from everything. And, um, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had a good dad growing up and, um, there's always room for improvement in my mind. I'm just trying to kind of sort through the things that I felt like helped me growing up and maybe just, just being there is is a huge part of it. Like you said, just being able to be your 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 true self to be your true positive self you know when i'm drinking it's just about drinking but when i'm when i'm smoking weed or when i'm eating edibles it could be about anything it could be about poems and shakespeare it could be about drawing with my kids or you know any anything's possible so it's a really cool alternate choice
2: well, not to sound, you know, I, I try not to step too many into boundaries that could be touchy. But even in spiritual scripture, you know, it basically breaks it down that you know, if the plant has fruit, you know, and you know, a and seed, you know, it's natural, more or less. You know, let's look between the lines. We don't have to get all, you know, weird about it. But it, you know, even in scripture. And in science, everywhere it's it's a natural plant. It, it creates it creates a flower, and then the flower goes mature and it has a seed, and the birds take the seed across state lines, and I mean, it's like everything, you know, and um i I, I tend to think it's a very beautiful plant. I tend to think its benefits are skyrocketing out of comprehension you know and maybe that's just why we're moving slow into it because maybe it's the answer maybe it's the ultimate answer to everything and uh it's going to take time to know the answer i don't know but it's yeah. cool to talk about these things especially people like us because there's so many people that are locked in their head and they need to know that they're not alone they need to know that when you're in your head and you know, that there are other things that this world can provide. So, you know, if you're if you're stuck, just know that you can search and and try alternative ways to get better. You know, that's what I try to to give. But it's such a big, big, big scenario that it's tricky to talk because you never you never know how anybody's going to try to spin it on you. You know, especially today, everybody's right because everybody's wrong and I just can't stand it. You can't Everybody's talking over everybody. You know, it's it's so unbelievable about how everybody's so right because everybody right next to them is so fucking wrong. And if you read between the lines, that's the answer. There it is. It's right in front of you. Just look right in front of you, you know? Um,
1: It makes sense too coming from a, a place of power. If you if you have a if you've if you've developed a philosophy meant to control people. Marijuana is going to allow people to unthink your philosophy. So whether it's religion or government, I think it's in the powers that be. It's in their best interest to keep people away from substances that allow for open-mindedness, which is why governments never shy away from feeding the population's alcohol. Keep the the people in line. No one's ever out-thought a problem while they were blacked out drunk.
2: (laughs) Ha ha. To, I love it. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's a wonderful way to say that, you know, keep, I've often, you know, what, what I go further
0: in it. And where I go is that it's humans
2: that keep the ruling, you know, and it, if it's not humans, what is it? And if it's something else, it's well beyond my understanding and my my time on the planet i don't have time to get past what i know and what i know is it's all humans on the planet making this power and denying the knowledge and it's so bizarre that there's more there's actually a percentage of human beings that can align themselves with keeping the control and allowing potential uh people in power who shouldn't be have control it's bizarre it's just it's not the way it was in the 14th century I mean you know maybe if the wrong power was in okay it's bad news but I mean we just mandated business and law very quickly you were guilty it was dealt with and yep I'm sure there was a percentage that was incorrect but I mean you know it just the world was a much different place, and I just wonder how did we get here? When were the reasons we got here? So how does that slip? How does that slip? How is there a, a percentage of humans that get together and can actually have the ultimate control over everyone and let sort of like inappropriate people in power to rule? It, it doesn't make any sense. So it lends to a higher agenda, and then then someone like me just says you know i want to fucking rock man you know i just want to i just want to contribute as much as i can to the other side of the the subconscious the dream world you know the color world i want to escape i don't belong here i'm not from here i certainly didn't design here and i feel like that's why i'm outside of the rim you know i feel like I feel like I'm outside of it all the time because I just shouldn't have been here to begin with you know it's been much easier for me not to have been here with the way that we structure this you know
1: yeah I think you you touched right on it I think that your perspective and everything about the way that you feel about the world would be 100% different if you came from a long line of US oil magnet treasury money and your parents were billionaires and their parents were billionaires and their parents bought the lobbies to control the laws. I think that, you know, your, your idea about why and how it works would be a lot different if you were on that inside track. (laughs) I think that the world has been going in a certain direction for a long time and the people with the power and the money have the capabilities to keep it that way.
2: Yeah. I just, I just wonder, you know, I mean, it's interesting because that way of thinking can only last so long before it's just done away with. I mean, it's just human nature. You know, human random circumstantial thoughts are unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. Life will find a way. And if life isn't suitable, you know, a flood will come, so to speak, you know, so standing back, I feel very blessed in life that I've been given the opportunity to understand God music and the vibration and energy of music and harness that. And it's brought me closer to to what I call, you know, basically my culture. You know, Slipknot, I, I don't feel like we haven't been a band for a long time. I have too many people I look in on. I have too many people that are dependent on the feeling of what we create. And I'm too dependent on the possession they have. That they share the trust they share with me out there, that look in their eye that they don't even give their parents, and they let it all out in front of me, and we don't even know each other, but it's that sense of art and dream and music that brings us together, so I'm very lucky to have that lifestyle and that voice because the real world frustrates me and confuses me that we would deny ourselves not the better things but the beautiful things like it's hard to love. You know, it, 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 why is that? It's hard to love. It's easy to be bad. It's easy to do bad things. It's easy, but it's hard to love. And we've allowed that. And that is crazy to me. And I know I'm trailing and whatever, but it's all relevant to knowing, knowing your enemy, basically, and being able to get your right medicine, whatever it is, if it's peace, if it's love, if it's chemicals and the awareness, the right education and we're in a a very strange thought process in life and there's so much to talk about and so much to really appreciate, you know?
1: Um, Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. I feel really lucky to be a part of something so special. Music has always been that, that force for good in my life. It's always been my portal into a unselfish world. That's, that's maybe not of my own, Making, you know, and to be on to be on the other side of it, like you, like you're talking about, is just is. I don't think that there's any words to express how grateful and how lucky I feel to be, be able to put out music and be just a part, be, be just a part of the the whole music scene in general. It's just it's um, just like cannabis, it's healing, it's life saving. It allows you to think outside of yourself. It allows for those selfless moments.
2: Yeah, I think the thing I the thing I'm having the hardest time with the pandemic and this the whole world is I miss, you know, I miss our fans, you know, the people of the world. They're well more than fans to me, but there's so many of them that I know that I check in on, they check in on me and it's important to check in on each other because they give me the score of the location or territory they're in. They let me know what birds are flying in because, you know, it's wintertime somewhere else. Like it just keeps the tale of the, the, the history of the world and the fantasy of the world to come in line. And that's what I'm having the hardest time with is just not being with people. And I just, I don't and hope and pray that the the world doesn't try to have some control and separate us. And I can't strongly recommend enough people take an amount of time every day off the phone and just get some real life. I'm not you gotta go with change. But why not take a walk? Get off the phone because pretty soon we're gonna we're we're just gonna be further and further away from each other. It scares me, you know, this this world we live in right now.
1: Right. Yeah, it's been unbelievably tricky just to navigate the uncertainties of the future, you know, when this whole thing started in February. People, I think that artists and musicians, especially touring musicians, thought that there was no way it could last this long. But now it's looking like, holy shit, no end in sight, kind of, this is a lot more serious and a lot scarier than we thought. And so we can only hope, can only leave our faith in science and a reliable vaccine or some way out of this to allow us back in those rooms. The, spare those share those special moments with the with with what I still call the kids when I'm in when I'm on stage and when I'm in a room which we're all just kids we're all just yeah as young as young as we possibly could be with that unbridled unfiltered excitement that you only really see from young kids
2: I love that I love that you're absolutely right I mean that's what still gets me to go to a show, get off my ass and leave my cave is I have to have that ability to just disappear into, yeah, the best times of my life, being with my friends and just listening to music and pretty much no responsibilities, you know, just real living. Yeah. You know?
1: Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a, Hello, man. it's a re recharge. That's for sure. You go to a show and you feel like you're set for the next couple of months. You could, Accomplish anything. You walk out of a show feeling like you're on top of the world. It's that inspiring. So we can only hope we get back in those rooms really soon.
0: Well, I have good everybody,
2: news and I have bad news. It. I have good news and I have bad news. With that, I have foreseen the future.
1: I have. I can't wait to hear. We're it. all
2: there. We're all there. We're all there. You're with. You're with your kids. You know. You're there, man. It's gonna happen. I've seen it. I've. I've seen. Corey Taylor crying because he's trying to say hi to fans. I've seen it in my head. I've seen where he's overrun with emotion because it's been so long for all of us, and there's nothing else to do but cry because of the exchange of, of emotion and feelings. I've seen it. The bad news is it is a lot worse than we thought, but it's not the end. It's just a lot worse than we thought because we don't think. We don't think. And now because we have to think, we have to realize, we have to be responsible, we have to take action, it's going to take a little bit longer than we thought. And unfortunately, because of the length, there will be a lot of innocent, good people that were doing it that won't be doing it anymore. People will pass on. People will move on. People will get bored, you know. So it will be a much different world, but it's going to be that way in in restaurants it's going to be that way in hardware stores in, in cars selling in the ocean uh watching whales it's going to be different everywhere but i believe because i don't know any other way is the future's brighter because humans tend to do beautiful things if we want to and we just got to want to
1: yeah and i think just like you said we've all had enough time on our phones I think once this thing, once this world gets back to a new normal, people will be excited to maybe watch the rock show instead of watch it through their phone screen.
2: No doubt, man. That'll be that'll be a wonderful, wonderful day because we've all been lost for so long. I, I, I'm lost. I, I, I do all the programs. I do stuff, but, but I also know I'm lost. I'm like, this is useless. Most of it's just absolutely fucking useless. It takes the handshake. It takes the eye contact. It takes me coming up to someone and go, hey, you smell good. You know, like, you know, what yep. what the hell? Or, uh, you know, what's going on? I like I like those clothes. Or, you know, so we're going to be a much better place. But it always gets worse before. Hey, man, I, it was an honor to talk to you. I'm a fan. Uh, My I've pleasure. Wanted- I'm a
1: huge fan as well, man. It's really great to chat. I always
2: wanted to have the time to say hi or I'd always like it if our paths crossed more where I'd have the time where I could sit and watch and, and, you know, really take in your art and stuff. But I've been there for a while with you guys and uh, really appreciate what you do. And um, thanks a lot for talking to me. And uh, really what I'm doing is I'm just trying to make a difference and trying to prove to people that two very different people can get together and pretty much talk about things that no one thought they were going to talk about and prove that we're not that different at all and that we can Amazing. all just kind of you know get that way and that's really all I'm doing is I don't fancy myself someone that could be good at this stuff and that's pretty much why I'm doing it is to prove that hey maybe people like myself need to do a little bit more like this in order to get this communication thing happening and I guess, like I said, all I'm doing is just trying to get everybody back in, in in my own way. So I really appreciate you being on the Electric Theater. And uh, one thing is, uh, you know, just say hi to all the to everyone in your camp for me, including your wife. and Give her the big props, and I'm sure she's loving dad being home and getting the real fantasy, the real the real tale of why we're on this planet, family. And helping the younger generation get to take our place. But say hi to everyone, and just know that in the future we'll pick this back up, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see each other out on the road and do a visual uh, kind of a thing. And um, yeah, man, I just want to thank you. Thanks a lot. Be safe out there. Uh, You're welcome, and, um, man.
1: You too. Hopefully, we'll see a Slipknot The Use tour coming up soon in the next few in the next little while. That'd be awesome.
2: It would be, it would be unprecedented and amazing and enjoyable. I'll make that happen. So again, oh, man, yeah. stay above water, keep, keep dreaming. Thank you. And um, again, you know, just keep spreading the word about the canvas cause it's real. And we just need to educate on all, on all aspects, you know, even on the man's aspect, you know, even the laws, it's good to educate knowledge is power and everybody needs to have all the power. So Keep up that good fight. It's important. Right on, man. Much, much love, man. You be good. Peace. And we'll talk very, very, very soon. Have a good time in uh, Australia.
1: All right, buddy. Take care, man.